Six World Music. Gary Six World Music. Gary Six World Music. Six World Music. Six World Music. All right, and welcome back. With you, as always, it's me, your boy, Chris Koberic, recently unemployed history teacher. Well, it's a beautiful summer here. In the summer solstice, it's already past us, guys. So shout out to the Summer Seance uh, night at the Midtown Barfly in Sacramento, by the way. Uh, speaking of summer solstice. Just a brief reminder of what this show is if this is your first time listening. Let me first say, welcome. This is a podcast where I review the weirdest music of weird music. And I give you more background about that strange and esoteric music um, that is secretly all around us. I get inspiration from the beautiful r slash Sixth World Music Reddit page, where people are searching for all the weird music from around the globe every single day and every week. Um, I see my role here is giving you a little more information on these delightful little songs. So also, a uh, little order of business, guys. Uh, I have this wonderful patron named Gary, and he, so he's the one that makes this podcast possible. A lot of people ask me, who is Gary? What is he all about? Well, why don't we go to a word from our sponsor to help answer just those kinds of questions. And then we'll get to those music reviews. This message has been approved by Gary. Gary is an infinitely wealthy, successful businessman from a faraway land. One that you probably have never even heard of, so why even go into it? Gary loves things like American hot dogs, baseball, basketball, football, and having a good old barbecue. He also loves to sell products. Did you know that Gary was named by Forbes magazine? It's true. Did you know that Gary also has a weather balloon? Well, that's definitely also true. Gary loves harsh industrial noise, and he wants you to as well. Like, did you know that when you listen to harsh industrial noise music, it actually changes your brainwave patterns? Yeah, it totally does. Um, so believe in Gary, because Gary, he believes in you. This was a message approved by Gary. All right, and welcome back. Um, what a lovely word that was from our sponsor. Um, all right, we got number five already. Number five from this is from user Doggy Styles, um, and he picked an interesting one with Vortex Shit by Pork Queen. So let's check it out. Yeah. <laughs> 
Port Queen, first of all. Uh, this is like, like people ask me sometimes like, oh, what kind of music are you into? Or, oh, I want to talk to music about you. Uh, this is the kind of thing that pops into my head, dude. Uh, ah, I love Port Queen. First of all, I love those, those spliced samples. Uh, it sounds to me like they're, they're being eaten by the noise or something. They're, I don't know if it's like the compression or something, but it, it feels like it's just like bouncing back and forth between crazy noise nonsense and then weird sampled uh, melodies. And the, the vocal chops have this delightful pitch shifting going on. Like, a lot of old school industrial does that, but people don't do that as much anymore. Uh, oh, and the other thing is, like, it has this Indian kind of vibe to it. Like, I, I feel like some of those vocals are taken from, like, old school uh, Indian music, which I feel like is an untapped goldmine for sampling, man. Uh, <laughs> in fact, back in the day, I tried doing an Indian Indian vocal sampled version of, uh, of a DMX song, back when, like, mashups were, were super interesting or whatever. Uh, it turned out, I think, pretty good, so let me show you a little bit of that. Not that it reminds me of that at all, but just, just about, like, that untapped Indian kind of sample thing. Okay, so it's gonna start with some DMX stuff, and then it's gonna turn into this other, uh, Indian song. Okay, here we go. stop it there when it starts getting offbeat a little bit uh but anyway so that reminded me of that like that potential for sampling indian music ah, it's so good the other thing i really like about it is that it's delightfully like light like most noise stuff and experimental stuff flirts with kind of uh scary or spooky stuff but this is just kind of fun uh anyway i mean i, I like the spooky stuff too but it's kind of a refreshing. But now, let me let me get into this band Pork Queen really fast. Um, okay, what can you say about Pork Queen, really? Well, it's not what comes up when you search for Pork Queen, that's for sure. Um, as far as I can tell, though, they were an experimental band from Vancouver, Vancouver, <laughs> that made improvised music uh, in the 90s, since, like, uh, 92. 
The main guy behind it was this guy called Justice Shanfarber. Shanfarber. <laughs> uh, who also ran a record label for the music uh, called Traction, Re- Traction Industries. Um, and he was in two other bands, too. There was Good Horsey, which is indie music, which is really good. And there's Neil, Near Castlegar, which is kind of outsider rocky. Um, but it seems in, two thousand, in the, by the 2000s, he, he gave up on all this music stuff and he became a counselor. Uh, and so now you can actually get couples therapy from this guy who made this music. <laughs> um, and he wrote a freaking book about it uh, called The Reconnection Handbook for Couples. So this, this guy is uh, just inspiring. Like, so I, I mean, I was a, a psych major and then I became a history teacher, but I played music all along. But, I mean, I didn't make anything as successful as this. I mean, successful, you know, at the time. I mean, he's got like 77 views on YouTube right now. But still, he's, he's prolific, man. That guy's awesome. <laughs> now, let's talk about Dengue, Dengue, Dengue. This is number four. So this is um, a song called Pua, and it's featuring Peña. Uh, this was by user Morning Fog. So, yeah, let's, let's take a listen, man.
So that's cool. It's Dengue 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 again with Pua featuring Pena. Uh, yeah, so I love hearing some different cultures on here, man. This is very Latin, tribal, and world-influenced, uh, but always keeping it weird. Dengue 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 are three mosquitoes who make beautiful music. Uh, no, wait. They're actually a duo from Peru. Uh, these guys are active now, by the way. This song, I believe, comes from 2018. Uh, and they have a real emphasis on percussion and rhythm. From what I can tell, their music is kind of like that. Uh, and they give constant nods to house and ambient in their, in their variation on the theme. So this is kind of like... There's no verse-chorus, really. It's just kind of like the same thing, but with a bunch of variations. That's what I mean, like, variations on a theme. Uh, there's some minor uh, music theory for you guys. Uh, so what they do is that they build up a track, and they keep introducing new layers, and they create this unique trance-like tribal quality. Uh, that's something I would imagine you'd find in, like, a, a cyberpunk dystopia of what the world's gonna be in, like, 20 years, probably. <laughs> you can you can just, you know, you're wandering through this forest, maybe, you know, burnt forest, uh, and you come upon a clearing with uh, broken electronics all around and people dancing in, in a giant circle around an idol. Uh, yeah, that's what this reminds me of. Not to get too... Uh, exoticizing, you know, kind of <laughs> Latin culture on you. But but that's, I mean, they gotta know that that's the image they're conjuring. <laughs> There's my dog. Very upset about something. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is like... <laughs> this is similar to, like, house music, I would say, in, in the kind of build-up and everything. But what sets it apart is that, that, that Latin kind of rhythm. Uh... So I, I just love it. That's great. Dengue, dengue, dengue. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Alright, so let's check out number three. This is from user Rapersmart. Um, or Rapersmart. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this is Black Mountain Transmitter. The Shadow, the Darkness. Um, so, <laughs> like, the first one I, I thought was a little light and everything. Now we're getting back into the... the um, that real uh, disturbing -y dark stuff. So this one, if you if you thought Dengue 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 was a little bit uh, little dark, we're gonna get all the way dark right now. Black Mountain Transmitter.
Oh, hell yeah. Uh, so the word dark ambient gets thrown around a lot because it doesn't really exist. But if it did, this would be as close as you could get. Uh, so this song, uh, The Shadow, The Darkness, number one, the, the picture and the imagery for this, this song, like the artwork that's chosen, is from, let's see, Austin Osmond Spare. So if you don't know, that guy, this is a chaos magic guy. So these guys are like, like imagine, you know, black magic stuff from a horror movie. That's like real people do that stuff, right? And <laughs> that's what what the imagery they're trying to conjure up. So again, like like how Dengue 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 was all about, uh, like I kind of saw a vision of like cyberpunk future latin america this is like the classic the classic ritual music stuff uh so it's great great atmospheric horror you know uh and i love that synth in there oh my god uh <laughs> and on their band camp uh i recognize the synth that they play it's an, a korg ms20 and uh, some other analog synths but i have an ms20 and i can i can kind of hear i think which stuff is the MS-20? Like the big booming brrrr. That has to be MS-20. Um, <clears throat> this also reminds me of uh, the movie Mandy, starring, uh, you know, your boy Nick Cage. It's a cage essence right now, man. Uh, but yeah, that, that Mandy movie has a great soundtrack. Uh, and this would fit right in there. <laughs> uh, this song also... It's modern, this all came out, you know, I think this this song is from 2009, uh, and it's all, it's all spooky movie soundtrack stuff, but he's also got a new release out called Black Goat in the Woods, which, again, we're talking classic ritual, ritualistic dark magic stuff, so he's very, he's very on brand with his, with his uh, horror movie stuff, uh, so he just released that on vinyl, which I'm super stoked about. It looks amazing. And he's got shirts for it. He's got a spooky, like, goat man that's kind of, like, psychedelic looking. Uh, I'm, I'm all about it. I, I love it. <laughs> this is the this is my, my stuff, dude. Synth, dark ritual stuff. That's cool. <laughs> all right, again, that's, uh, that's Black Mountain Transmitter. Okay, check out, check out his band camp, by the way. Alright, let's talk about number two. Now this comes from the user, the great Gugamuga. <laughs> the great Gugamuga. With um, the song Sentimental Journey by Pierre Ubu. <laughs> this guy is a stone-cold classic. I love Pierre Ubu. We're going to talk about him. Okay, so let's check it out.
<laughs> the great Pierre Ubu. My god, that song has everything. That has like the like that guitar part was like shredding there. You got the the nonsensical lyrics, uh just like sounds basically that the guy is making with his voice. It's so like frustrating where it seems like he's about to say something and then he doesn't. Uh and and playing with timing. And then dude, that that glass bottle breaking, uh I was watching it, and it, it jumps maybe 20 decibels, maybe 18 decibels or something. Like, it's super loud, super crazy obnoxious, but wonderful. I, I love that sound. I mean, it's great. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> me gushing about Sentimental Journey. Uh, so I've loved these guys, though. Um, <laughs> they're from Cleveland, Ohio in 75, right? If you know anything about Ohio in the 70s, late 70s, uh, you know what else is going on at the same time is Devo. So it's really interesting for me to see like similarities and differences between Devo and these guys. Because, um, I mean, they're in pretty similar places. They're influenced by similar stuff. Um, but they're coming out with pretty different sounds. Uh, they're both playing with synths. They're both playing with, you know, art and music. But other than that, they sound pretty different. Um, <clears throat> Pierre Ubu uh, shows some of their music concrete influences, also with their random samples, throwing out song structure, structure altogether. Um, in just this song, it spans, I'd say, prog, post-punk, punk, garage punk, new wave, and probably a lot more. Uh, but I, I just love how they can go from freeform, experimental, to dancey and catchy in the same, like, 30 seconds, you know? Uh, with Pierre Ubu, I got... I know this album that it comes off of, The, the Modern Dance. I've heard, I've heard it. Um, and I got, I got hooked with Non-Alignment Pact, because it's, it's dancey and kind of uh, nonsensical, too, and, and unpredictable. Um, I, I always thought it was, like, you know dancey and dangerous. <laughs> uh, this song in particular also has this angular kind of kind of aspect to it. it. It reminds me of uh, No Wave at times, too. Like, last week, there was a real No Wave theme. Um, and it makes sense that this reminds me of No Wave because the bass player actually left the band to go play in DNA in New York. DNA, of course, is one that I went over, I think, two weeks ago now, uh, with Not Moving by DNA. It's awesome. <laughs> now, check out this. This is a review of this album by Rolling Stone in 1978. They said, this is harsh and willfully ugly. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I, hope, I hope I get something like that on my tombstone, you know? Willfully ugly. That's great. Uh, anyway, so get this album, Modern Dance, and, and it'll blow you away. Like, buy it right now. <laughs> I should have it on vinyl, actually. Oh, man. All right. Anyway, we're going to have to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor. Take it away. Hello, Sixth World Musicers. Chris here with another amazing offer by Gary. Gary's Temporary Eye Removal Kit. After a long, hard day of working, what do you usually do to unwind? Read? Pfft, wrong. 
Watch Chernobyl? Nah. Eat a snack? Get out of here. I bet you still feel tired after that, don't you? Well, Gary and his lab have finally figured out the answer. It's your eyes, dum-dum. You never give your eyes a break. Now the eyes, they say, are a window to the soul. But if you got a window, you got a Windex it every once in a while, right guys? Okay, so that's why he was inspired to introduce the Gary's Temporary Eye Removal Kit. Simply insert, insert the easy-to-assemble metal claws into your eyes and press the giant red button. And then you just let it do its magic. Sit back and relax. Now you can get all of those hard-to-reach places on your eyeball with ease. Now you would be disgusted, guys, at the amount of dust and particles and stuff that get on the back of your eyeballs. Now, basically, the eye socket is like the brain's uh, dumping ground. So don't you want a chance to remove all that stuff? Yeah! Then what do you do with those eyeballs? Well, you just dunk them into the patented eyeball liquid that comes with your kit. Now pretty much this is the same as you would do with your dentures, guys. You do the same thing with those eyeballs. Now you sit back, and you let it do its work. Meanwhile, you're cleaning those eyeballs, by the way. Now after only a few hours, you'll be good to go. So, please send your $500 today. And rest easy with clean eyes. No, Gary's Eye Installation Kit is sold separately. Ages 3 and up. So please use promo code SWM to get 50% off today. Um, in your letter that you send to 735 North, 190th Plaza, Suite B, Wound Socket, South Dakota. Again, that's 735 North, 190th Plaza, Suite B, Wound Socket, South Dakota. I'll see your clean eyes tomorrow, today. Hey, uh, Chris here. Is your house crawling with insects and larvae and other fauna? Well, maybe it's just the summer. Maybe it's the encroachment of neighboring dimensions or timelines. Or maybe it's like that movie novel adaptation by Philip K. Dick, A Scanner Darkly. And it's Gary that's putting those little pills inside your coffee every morning that's making you see all these insects. Huh. Maybe. But seriously, you need Gary's Infinite, Infinite Spider Factory. With Gary's Infinite, Infinite Spider Factory, your insect-having days will be over. Simply follow the instructions in your easy-to-assemble kit. Then you wait two to three days, and then you harvest those egg sacs. Simply yank them off of the patented brood mother, and stick these sacks in every corner of your house. Now I gotta say, I used to tolerate flies in my house. But guess what? My fly having days are over! Now I have a convenient series of webs all over my house, which I have dubbed the Spider Warren. So be a part of the spider revolution, guys. Simply send $15 to $150 cash to 735 North 190th Plaza, Suite A. That's in Woonsocket, South Dakota. Now, of course, this is the Mormon Cultural Center's loading zone, guys. Gary's Infinite Spider Factory. I'll see you in insect history. All right, and we're back. And we're back with a real good one, guys. This is your number one for the week. This is Controlled Bleeding with Rhythm for a Body Bag. This is from user F the Friend Catcher, of course. Here we go.
yeah. I love that. I love it. I love the rhythm when it comes in. Uh, it sounds like this Rube Goldberg industrial machine that's like lumbering towards people and killing them or something. <laughs> it, I don't. I love that twangy sound that goes on in there. It's very. I don't know. It sounds twangy to me. Uh, anyway, that, that controlled bleeding, man. These guys are wax track legends. They're known for power electronics, ambient, and industrial. But they they also span everything from jazz to post-punk and noise. Um, these guys deserve as much respect and gasps and, and shock as Coil and Swans. Uh, and I would say they probably used to, but you don't hear about them as much anymore. Uh, I'll be honest, I didn't know about them. I was sleeping on them for a while. Um, they started in 1978, though. Uh, they started in Boston, and they've recorded something like 30 albums. <laughs> uh, at first, they were influenced by Japanese Harsh Noise and the Ramones. Uh, and these guys, though, were true punks. You can't tell it from this song, but they cut their teeth at CBGBs. So, they're right there with the Ramones. <laughs> uh, if you want to get started on the journey that is this band, you want to get um, Knees and Bones which actually holds the claim of being the first American power electronics album ever. So these guys are epic, man. And uh, once you listen to that, I would say <clears throat> check out their earlier material. Some of that just got released. Uh, and that sounds more like classic uh, new wave, post-punk, punk stuff, which is really good, but definitely sounds different than this. Uh, sadly, like, two of the members, two, two of the original members died recently, but throughout time they've had a lot of members in the band, so they're still going, they're still coming out with new stuff. Uh, excellent, excellent stuff, man. Alright, let's hear weird news from Gary's Basement! <laughs> Big news for me in my life is that there's new Death Grips that came out. Uh, it's called Gmail and the Restraining Orders, which is a great name. <laughs> I rated an 8 out of 8, mate. It's great. Um, I honestly haven't heard all of it yet, I'll be honest, because I've been busy. But what can I say? Death Grips, of course, is the modern legendary experimental hip-hop group from Stockton and Sacramento. They debuted... Um, this new material, though, at the Warp 30th Anniversary Online Music Show, which uh, also had a ton of amazing bands, probably a lot of you guys were listening to it. Uh, they had new material from people such as Aphex Twin, One O Tricks Point, Never, Autoker, uh, Boards of Canada, Flying Lotus, Evian Christ, Danny Brown, Brian Eno himself. So all those guys are Warp artists, by the way. Warp Records is, of course, the seminal legendary label for experimental electronic music, and they've been doing so since 1989, but really, they hit their stride in the 90s. More recently, you know, they got back into the zeitgeist with guys like Flying Lotus and Hudson Mohawk, but I'd say, you know, they you get a lot of cred, I would say, by being on Warp Records. It, it holds this really really high standards uh, of electronic experimental, um, and it, it conjures up, you know, fond memories of, of 90s stuff, like, like Autiker and Aphex Twin. 
So yeah, let's check out a little bit of that grips. great it's death grips is amazing because they just come out with new sounding stuff every time they, they manage to you know be harsh experimental but still sound fresh all the time you know they get they get ripped off by people like Kanye uh, so I mean they're completely at the forefront they're they're experimental and avant-garde at the same time <laughs> here's what a uh, <laughs> one of the top comments uh, are on the uh, YouTube uh, Clip of this. Oh, by the way, that's like 30 minutes, so if you want to listen to the rest of that, go for it. It's all amazing. Um, so let's see. Somebody describes it as broken printer scanner having uh, multiple seizures while falling off a roller chair onto a pack of rabid lionesses from a vertical free fall off a skyscraper in Dubai. Yeah, that's how I would describe that too. That's perfect. That's exactly right. <laughs> all right. Oh, I was going to say, too, I see a little bit of a theme in all of the uh, submissions from this week, and that's most of them are harsh and, and <laughs> evil and, and mad and stuff, uh, which is interesting. Other than those first two that were kind of, uh, were kind of nice, you know? <laughs> but it's, it's in the ether, what can I say? Okay, let's go back to weird political news. Um... Now it looks like it looks like we're gonna go to war with Iran, or not? Uh, the president seemed to have been about to do a direct strike on Iran late Thursday, uh, but then he waffled and pulled back the planes uh, when he was told that 150 people would die, and that's something that somebody screwed up. Yeah, but uh, isn't that interesting though? How that makes him look both tough, you know, hawkish, but also merciful, which is dovish. I mean, it's so on the nose. He even said in an interview, you know, some people call me a hawk, and some people call me a dove, you know, I'm probably somewhere in the middle. <laughs> uh, but yeah, very interesting, you know, uh, 
it seems like, and then of course that was leaked, which is interesting how he doesn't have a problem with that leak. And also, if that was leaked, that would be a leak from the highest military, and so that would be like somebody who would leak that would risk a court-martial. So all of this sounds completely made up and ridiculous. Uh, that being said, all of it is playing with fire, so I give it about two months before we have a quick war with Iran, so the Trump can say he's tough on the campaign trail. <laughs> of course, the long-lasting effects are gonna be, uh, of course, terrible. Alright, so moving on! Shout out to the local Davis College radio station KDVS, especially the Sixth Dimension. Uh, there's definitely some cross-pollination, uh, or synchronicity maybe, going on with that show. Uh, I love it. I randomly caught the show on Friday, and it was amazing! Uh, DJ Opal spins what she calls genre-bending and eclectic music every Friday from 9.30 to 10.30 a.m. Uh, and she plays such great sixth-world, sixth-dimensional songs as Constipation Blues by Screamin' Jay Hawkins. Uh, the same dude who, of course, does I put a spell on you Cause you mourn <laughs> I'm Elvis <laughs> uh, And also she played this amazing song by Alan Seidler uh, Called The Duke uh, Sorry, he's, he's also known as The Duke of Ook um, But he played this song uh, Oozing Cyst Blues <laughs> But she also played harsher stuff like Metal Noise Artist Urine uh, with the new song, Brack Sing Signalau. <laughs> anyway, I'm just stoked that there's weird music in the air. There's weird music in the air, it just makes me happy. Happy to know that it's there. <laughs> Alright. Oh, some other news that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, the San Francisco band Cloaks, that's Cloaks with a K, although they changed it to a C now. Uh, they put out a new song for the first time since 2011. Uh, now in 2011 though, that song that came out was called Dreams Are Gone, and it seemed like they were taking over the world with it. Like everybody loved that song, I gotta say. Uh, including myself, of course. Um, but they, on their uh, social media and in interviews and stuff, it seemed like they were working on an album and it was about to happen. But that was 2011, now it's 2019. Uh, so. Interesting. Yeah, nothing until last week, but then they released a song called Vermilion, uh, and they labeled this Doom Pop. The original one was called Doom Pop as well, uh, with their own label, because they put it out on SoundCloud, you can make up your own labels. Um, but man, that new stuff is good, the old stuff is good, it's all good. Let me see if I could look up Vermilion really quick. <laughs> That's not it. Ah, here we go. Okay, so here's Vermilion by Cloaks.
All right. <laughs> That's amazing stuff. Um, so a little self news. Um, I'm gonna go on a little break for next week, so I'm not gonna update with a uh, with one of these podcasts next week. Uh, instead, I'm gonna go on a deep dive into a sixth world artist, including some biography, some history, and going over their full discography. Um, I can't tell you what it is yet, but I'll give you a hint. It's someone <laughs> shocking. <laughs> um, but it's also a good time to take a break for me um, so I can work on promoting this show. Uh, and I also am going to go on a long backpacking trip in Yosemite, so it's a good time to do some uh, research anyway. Um, and I also got a wedding next week to go to in Seattle. So <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take that time to do some deep diving research. Um, I'm also planning on making a, a website to aggregate all this info, <laughs> aggregate, to, in, to put all this info uh, from the podcast so it's easier to find for people. Um, and I'm going to try to get some more people to listen to this. So keep an eye out for that. All right. Um, let's go out on... I was going to put Death Grips, but let's go out on this uh, new Cloak song. It's just so good. It's like... Uh, I don't know, it reminds me of grunge, like classic, classic grunge. It reminds me of like Nirvana at times, but then it's very shoegazy, and uh, just from the other song that they had, like it's consistent. So I mean, if they, if they manage to come out with an album, it's gonna be friggin' epic. Like this is a winning sound, guys. <laughs> All right. So let's check out the rest of the song, and I will see you in about two weeks. Also, I'm going out to see uh, And They Will Know Us by the Trail of Dead tonight in Sacramento, so if I see people out there, stay weird, I don't know. <laughs> um, so be sure to watch out for my deep dive episode in about two weeks, and I will see you in the future, today, tomorrow. <laughs>